Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Amen, amen, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I believe you've been having a, a wonderful week in the presence of God. I believe the Holy Spirit is ministering, has been ministering to you even in the time of worship. I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart and building you up and encouraging you in this time. I have a special word that God's put in my heart and I want us to turn together uh, to the book of Isaiah and chapter 61. Isaiah and chapter 61 and we are going to look at verses 1, 2 and 3 together. Isaiah chapter 61 verses 1, 2 and 3. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the humble. He has set me to bind up the broken heart, to proclaim the release to captives and freedom to prisoners. Hallelujah. To proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And the day of the vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Verse 3. To grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes... The oil of joy, of gladness instead of mourning. The cloak of praise instead of a disheartened spirit. So they may be called the oaks of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. The oaks of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. Today I want to speak about this word. The planting of the Lord. If you look in the word of God, in different places in God's word, God's word expresses the believers and many things in God's word many times expresses believers like trees or like plants. Because when you see in God's word across cultures and in the Christian faith, Christian Judeo faith, we see across cultures, you know, traditionally, many times they've used a plant or a tree to symbolize life, growth, prosperity. They've used it to symbolize transformation from one to another. They've used it to symbolize freedom and unity and power. And in God's word, we are called trees. And we're referred to as sitters and we're referred to as oaks and we're referred to as palm trees in God's word. Because God's word is referring to us as something dynamic, a Christian life to be dynamic and Christian life to be growing and Christian life to be fruit bearing and Christian life to be powerful. And that's why God has compared us in God's word to trees. But when you look in God's word, you see that there are trees in God's word specifically planted by the Lord. The Bible says in God's word, they shall be oaks of righteousness, planting of the Lord. Oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. The word of God specifically talks about there are certain trees that are planted of the Lord, planted by God. And then the Bible goes on to say that there are trees that are or weeds that are planted not of God. In the field of God, you can have trees that are planted by God and you can have weeds that are not planted by God. By the enemy. And we're going to look at that today. In Psalm 104 and verse 16. The Bible says the trees of the Lord are well watered. 
It says that the cedars of Lebanon that God has planted. The trees of the Lord are well watered. There are trees that are of God. And there are trees or plants that are not of God. And the believer, a child of God, is referred to as a tree that is planted by God. God even today is in the business of planting believers, planting people, planting people in the house of God, planting people in the word of God, planting people in the ways of God. And this is what God calls trees that are planted In the house of God by the Lord. You know there are some signs. When someone is planted of God in the house of God. There are some signs that we see. What are some signs that we see? I want us to look at a couple of scriptures. We're going to look at Psalm 92. Verse 12 to 15. And we're going to look at Psalm 1. Which is a very commonly known Psalm. Verse 1 to 3. Psalm 92. Verse 12 to 15. Let me read it for you here. It says the righteous person will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like the cedars of Lebanon, planted in the house of God. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old season and they will stay fresh or their sap will be green. Proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him. Hallelujah. When you look at The trees that are planted by God. That when we are planted by God, there are certain signs in your life and my life that shows that we are planted by God. One of the first signs the Bible says is that he calls the trees that are planted by God, he calls them righteous. He calls them righteous. In Psalm 92 and verse 12, the Bible says like this, the righteous will flourish like the palm tree. The righteous will flourish like the palm tree. If you know something about the palm tree, the palm tree is not something that is found, you know, in, uh, in places that are very, very well watered. Palm trees are often found in places where there aren't many water. And the Lord says, if you are the planting of the Lord, the Bible calls you righteous. And the righteous have the ability to be like a palm tree. This palm tree may not have much water all around, but they will draw from the source of water that God is giving. Because God calls them righteous. One of the first things we see about trees that are planted of the Lord, the Lord calls them, I am making you righteous. God is the one who justifies. God is the one that makes you righteous. God is the one that makes you like the palm tree, like the cedar of Ablon. God looks at you and says, though your sins are red as scarlet, it does not matter what your past is. It does not matter what background you've come from. God declares over you, I call you righteous. Hallelujah. You are righteous because you are planted of God. You are righteous because you're called of God. You are righteous because you are anointed of God. Hallelujah. The righteous shall be like the, palm, like the palm trees. One of the first things God wants to tell you, that God calls you righteous. Not only does God call you righteous, when you are planted of the Lord, there is a deep desire in your heart and my heart. A desire, a longing in a heart that says, Lord, I want to be like you. Lord, I want to be like you. I want to be righteous like you. I want to not only be declared righteous, but God... I want to walk in righteousness. I want to walk in that righteousness that you have set for me. Hallelujah. I want to walk in that anointing, in that righteousness that you have set me apart for. Hallelujah. That is powerful. 
God wants to make you righteous. And you long to walk in the righteousness of God. Another sign of, a, of when someone is planted of God. We see that they love the house of God. They love the house of God. They love the body of Christ. They love the family of God. They don't come to God to see what can I get from there. They come to the house of God because they love the gathering of the house of God. Psalmist David said like this, I was glad when they said to me, come to the house of the Lord this morning. Are you glad that you can worship together with the family of God? Are you glad that you can, that you are belonging to the house of God? You love the house of God. Are you saying, Lord, uh, you, you know, how the, how the psalmist David says, I love your tabernacle, O Lord. I love the courts where your dwelling place is. Oh, when you are planted by the Lord, there is something in your heart that loves the house of God. You love the things of God. You love the family of God. You love the work of God. You love, you're passionately in love with the things of God. You're not thinking about what can I get out of them. You're thinking about, oh, how I long to go in and be in the courts of God. The Bible says in Psalm 84, even the sparrows, the psalmist is crying and saying, he says, even the sparrows have found a place for their nest by your altars, O oh God. He's saying, even the sparrows have found, Lord, then how much more I want to be in the courts of God. The beautiful thing about someone planted by God. They long for the presence of God. They long for the house of God. Their life is in the house of God. Like Obedidom, he saw the presence of God in the Old Testament. And, and then when his house was blessed because of the ark in his house. And when King David came and said, let me take the ark back to Jerusalem, to Zion. Obedidom looks at him and says, you can take the ark back, but take me with the ark. Because I love the presence. Now, David must have asked him, but you are blessed, your fields are blessed, your house is blessed, your, your cattle is blessed. Everything is blessed because of the ark of God that came. Now I'm taking the ark away, but are you going to leave all these blessings? Obedidom told him. Oh yeah, if that's your question, then let, you tell me, tell, let me tell you something more. I not only want to come with the ark to the house of God. I don't care about my property and wealth and all that the ark gave me. I want the presence. Not only me, but 68 of my family members are going to come with me. You see, it's powerful when somebody falls in love with God. When you're planted by God, there is also an anointing on your life that makes you long for the house of God. The Bible says, He calls you the planting of the Lord. You are planted by God in the house of God. The righteous will flourish like the palm trees. The third thing that we see when God plants someone, in the house of God. When you are planted of the Lord. What is a sign that you are planting of the Lord? That when you are a planting of the Lord. There is a growth that happens in your life. There is a spiritual growth. A spiritual encounter. From the day I got born again. I knew in my heart that I needed to feed on God's word. I needed to grow in the Lord. There is a growth that happens in every believer's life. You, where you begin to, when you begin to read God's word and you begin to fellowship with the saints and do so, whatever it takes to grow. Whatever it takes to grow in the Lord. And that will be the passion of somebody planted by the Lord in the house of God. Psalm 92 verse 12 says like this, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. The circumstance is not what determines your growth. Your growth, whether you're a palm tree, 
They say they will grow like the cedars of Lebanon. There will be a strong growth. The cedars are strong trees. In those days they were used for building houses and buildings and great architectural structures. The cedars were strong wood. They were used in the house of God. They were used in the tabernacle of God. And now the Bible says the righteous will be, they will be like the palm tree and they will be like the cedars. Two things. One will be like the palm trees. Palm trees grow even where there is not much water. They will find places where there are water. And there they will produce fruit. And they will supply for the people that are coming hungry and thirsty. You find them in oases. You find them in places where, you know, in the middle of a, of a desert, they become a healing. They provide what There is water and there is food available for people that are traveling through the desert. The righteous will be like a palm tree. They will provide food for the ones that are looking for the word of God. They will be available in the presence of where there is a, a little water. They will use that opportunity to grow. They don't say, oh, I will grow only in a good big church where there's a lot of resources and lot of wonderful music and wonderful word. No, the righteous are like the palm tree. They will grow where even there is little. They will use that to grow in the Lord. They will be like the cedars of Lebanon, the Bible says. The cedars are strong. They are mighty. They can't be shaken very easily. They can't be broken very easily. If you are planted by the Lord, you will be like the cedars of Lebanon. You will be like the palm trees and they, their faith will be strong and they will be growing with a growth which is from the Lord. The Bible says we need to grow with a growth which is from the Lord. Hallelujah. How have we been growing over the last year? What has been your walk with God over the last year? Last year in the pandemic, many were not able to go to church and even today, right now with our local church, we haven't gathered physically as of yet. But we have been meeting and receiving the word online. Now when we are not meeting, meeting physically, there's a lack of fellowship and there's a struggle to grow. But the, they're like the palm trees, the ones that are planted. The ones that are planted by the Lord, they, they look for where the water is available and draw of it. And they will grow in the Lord. They will grow with whatever food and water they're receiving. If you are planted by the Lord, the righteous that are planted by the Lord have an ability to flourish wherever they are. There is a DNA in them. A DNA that makes them flourish. But they have also a desire for the courts of God. Psalm 92 verse 13 says like this. They will flourish in the courts of God. Now we might be. One, one of the things about someone that's planted of God. There is a place of flourishing. There's a thriving. When he gets inside the presence of God. He hears the voice of God. When he looks into the word of God, he dwells upon your word. The psalmist David said, your word was like honey. Honey from the honeycomb. There is a dwelling in the house of God. There's a dwelling in the courts of God. Some people say, well, I miss my church back there in that city where I used to be. There I used to grow. No, God is not causing us to grow only because we are in the company of people. The Lord is saying, where the Lord sends you, there He sends you with an ability to flourish. But the righteous have a passion for the courts of God. They long, you know, when you are planted where God wants you to be planted, in the courts of the Lord, there is a flourishing that happens over there. You know, some time ago, an uncle of mine, he, he brought uh, 
he brought some plants, uh, you know, the, the Moringa uh, tree, plant, which is supposed to be really, really healthy and medicinal. He brought a few stumps and gave it to us, and he said, why don't you plant this? So I found a few places in my property, and I just planted them. And uh, very interestingly, one plant, one of them grew very fast, and the other one was slow in its growth. And when I saw one growing very fast and the other one slowing in its growth, I was thinking, wow, isn't that wonderful? That grew and this did not. And after some time, uh, I saw that one of them that was not growing very fast, I removed it from there and I transplanted it to another location. When I transplanted that plant to another location, right over there, I begin to see that it begin to flourish. There are places where God wants you to be planted, child of God. If you are planted of the Lord, the Lord wants you not to be planted just here and there. He wants you to be planted in the courts of God. He wants you to be planted in His presence. A child of God longs for the presence of God. A child of God is not waiting for Sunday service to finish so that he can go out for his Sunday brunch. A child of God is waiting for the presence of God. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. In your presence, there are pleasures forevermore, says the Lord. David says, he says, one thing have I asked of the Lord. One thing will I seek after. That I might dwell in the house of God all the days of of my life. That I might behold your beauty and I will seek your face. The very language of people that are planted by God is very different. The people that are planted by God, the plant, when you are a planting of the Lord, you will have the same words on your heart. One thing have I asked of the Lord. There will be a one thing longing in your heart. There will be a one thing longing. You'll be saying, God, I want to grow. Lord, I want to flourish. Lord, I want to be planted by you. Lord, I want to be in the house of God. Lord, I want to do life with the people of God. Lord, I want to live according to the ways of God. They will flourish in the house of God, says the Lord. Psalm, Psalm 1 verse 3 says like this, The person that is like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaves do not wither. When you flourish in the house of God, your, your leaves won't wither. And then the Bible says, whatever he does shall prosper. There is a whatever anointing on a child of God that is planted by God. There is a whatever anointing. The Bible says when you put your hand on something, God puts his hand on your hand. Because what you're putting your hand on, you're doing it for the glory of God. Hallelujah. When you are planted by God, whether you eat or drink, it's for the glory of God. Whatever job you take up, that's for the glory of God. You're not running after jobs that simply give you higher blessing and higher financial returns. You are working in such a mighty way because you know you are doing it for the planting of the Lord. You are doing it for the provision of the Lord, provision for the Lord's work. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. They have an ability to flourish. And then the Bible says that when we are planted by God, The Bible says that we are like, uh, you know, there is a longing for the Spirit of God and the Word of God. There is a, we are like well-watered plants. We are like well-watered plants, the Bible says. You know, when you're planted by the Lord, that there is a, where the water of God is, there we are. Where the water of God is, there we are. The Bible says in Psalm Psalm 1 and verse 3, uh, In verse 2 it says, But those whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night, verse 3 says, They shall be like a tree planted by the waters. When we are planted by the Lord, 
There's a constant drawing from the Spirit of God. There is a life in the Holy Spirit. A planted child of God lives a life, a Holy Spirit life. A planted child of God, every day is praying in the Holy Ghost. A planting of the Lord, like Jesus went in the morning to hear from God. A, a child of God that is planted by God, early in the morning will I seek your face, says the Lord. Oh, I want to seek your face. Oh, I want to hear your voice. A planting of the Lord does not sleep like the lazy man or slumber like someone who's not interested in the things of God. A planting of the Lord wants to go after the things of God. Loves the courts of God. Loves the presence of God. They are like, they are like the plants that are planted by the waters. Psalm 104, 16 says, The trees of the Lord are well watered. Hallelujah. Well watered. The word of God is not rare in our lives. The voice of the Holy Spirit is not rare. As a child of God, if you are planted by God, I believe God wants you to hear the voice of God in your spirit. For so much, so many, so a great part of my life, I have pursued the voice of God. I have enjoyed how God speaks. Because whenever God speaks something, there's protection, there's provision, there's miracles in that. There's healing in there. He sends his word and heals that disease. And no matter what condition you are in right now, I pray in Jesus' name that because you are planted of the Lord, may the word of the Lord come to you right now and heal you wherever you are and whatever sickness you are in right now. Let the healing of God be released upon you right now wherever you are by the power of the Holy Spirit. When you are planted of the Lord, you are drawing from the anointing of God. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. When you are planted by God, there is a life in the Holy Ghost. There is a life in the anointing of God. There is a life in the presence of God. There is a life from the Word of God. His Word is like bread. You will say His Word is like honey. You will say His Word is powerful. Yes, he says, Yo, his word is my daily is my daily bread. Give me this day a word from heaven, Lord, because I am planted of God. I cannot live without your word, O oh God. I cannot live without your word. When you're planted of God, you're careful about your associations. When someone is planted of God, Psalm 1 1 says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the company of scoffers. When you are planted by God, ungodly conversation irks you. Something in your heart says, this is not the will of God. God does not want me to sit with people who mock or people who scoff. From the time I got saved, I've seen, we go to the house of God and there are all kinds of people. People planted by the Lord and, and even ungodly people, weeds that are planted by the enemy in the house of God. People planted by God, but not planted in the courts of God. They are planted somewhere in the outskirts. Uh, you know, the, the plant that I told you about, those two moringa plants that I had, one plant was transplanted, began to grow very well. Another one grew very well first. But then after some time, its leaves fell off, and it just died. And then I tried to understand why it died. And I saw because there were other plants that were covering it. It was just surrounded that it was not getting sufficient sunshine. You have a potential of God inside of you. But are you dying today even though you are planted of God? Are you spiritually sick today even though you are planted of God? Are you not walking with God even though you are planted with God? Are you critical? Are you complaining? 
Are you backbiting? Are you accusing other people for your spiritual condition, even though you're planted of God, but the real issue is that you're surrounding yourself, or maybe you're not planted in the courts of God. You're not planted in the presence of God. The house of God wants you to be planted in the presence of God. Be careful of your associations. Don't walk with the scoffers. Because it will affect you. The Bible says gossip is like sweet morsels. They, they go down to an innermost being. If you know that you are living a life where, you know, among people that are gossiping or, or slandering or talking about others, come out from that place. If you are planted by God, not only will you be careful about your associations, not walk with sinners, not live with scoffers, and you will not, you know, stand with the ungodly. But your delight will be in the word of God. Your delight will be in the word of God. Oh, your word, the word, your, the entrance of his word will be light. It will be life. The life of God will flow through you. If you are planted by God, even in old age, you will bear fruit. You won't be somebody that bears fruit in early season of your life. And then the latter season of your life, you don't bear fruit anymore. You will be someone who bears fruit in every season of your life. When you are a young Christian, to the extent you know, you'll be bearing fruit. When you are in your middle ages, in your marriage, in your family, in your home, you will be bearing fruit. And when you cross your 50s into your 60s, and you, get, and you become grandparents, and even in that season, you will have things that are assignments from God upon your life. You will bear fruit in season. Every season of your life, you'll be bearing fruit. Psalm 1.3 says, you'll be like a tree planted by the water. Eels is fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. Even when you are in your old age, your leaves will be green. Your testimony will be of God. Even when you're old, you will not be confused. You know, you would have gone through many storms in life. The storms in life would have made you send your roots deeper. There are many trees. When the storms come, their roots are so shallow, the trees fall down. But when you are rooted from God, the roots go really deep into the waters. That even the storms of life come down on you. Maybe the death of a loved one. Maybe financial challenges. Maybe problems that come your way. Maybe educational, you know, career challenges or issues. Maybe health issues. Many storms have come your way. But you send your roots deeper. You send your roots deeper into where the waters are. Drawing from the waters. And in old age, your roots are still connected to the water. If you're planted by God, the root is still connected and drawing from the water. Jesus said in John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. And the one who remains in me, and I in him, will bear much fruit. One of the signs of a, a planted believer is he'll bear fruit. This is a key difference between a planted by the Lord and planted by the enemy. When we are planted by the Lord, we will bear fruit for God. But when you are a weed planted by the enemy, weeds don't produce fruit. They only produce seed that can multiply their kind of weed. They have no fruit produced for God. They don't want to produce fruit for God. John 15, 8 says, My Father is glorified in this, that you bear much fruit. You saw Isaiah chapter 61, we saw verse 1 to 3, where Jesus said, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, set the captives free, give sight to the blind, and proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. We saw that. But then he goes on to say, to, 
those that mourn in Zion. To give them an oil of gladness instead of mourning. A garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness. That you might become the oak of righteousness, a planting of the Lord. Jesus was anointed to make you an oak of righteousness, a planting of God. Jesus was anointed you to turn you from a weed to make you into an oak of the living God. Hallelujah. And then the Bible says, after Gretel was three, in Isaiah 61 till three, it says, Jesus anointed you, comforted you, gave you an oil of joy instead of, a, instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness, to make you a tree of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. Then it goes on and says, that he might be glorified. How would he be glorified? Look at what it says in verse four. Then they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will raise up the former devastation. They will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. And strangers will stand and pasture your flock. And the foreigners will be your farmers and your wine dresses. But you will be called the priests of the Lord. You will be spoken of as ministers of our God. Hallelujah. You will become fruitful wine. A fruitful wine, a fruitful plant, a fruitful palm tree, a fruitful, you know, a, a tree planted for the Lord. You will be useful when you are planted by God. You are useful for the King. Hallelujah. Every day of your life, you'll be saying, God, I want to be useful. I want to be useful for the King. When you are planted by God, you don't lose your faith that easily. When you are planted by God, even in your old age, you're strong. There is a longevity about you. When Psalm 92.14 said, They will bear fruit in old age. Even up to your old age. Every season of your life. You're fruit bearing. And even in your old age, you're fruit bearing. You're providing for people. You're supplying for people. You're encouraging people. You're praying for people. If you're too old and your body's so old, you can't go out and minister to people. You will sit where you are. And you will pray in the Holy Ghost. I had a grandmother who was, I think, 96 when she passed away. And when she was 91, 92, 93, I was serving God at that time. In those years when I would come from different places of mission, I'd come home. And I'd walk into the home, my grandmother would look at me and say, Oh, you've come back. And she'd call me and she'd make me sit next to me and she'd tell me, uh, In the middle of the night, three in the morning, son, I have been praying for you. She'd be awake in the middle of the night because of her old age. But even then, she was backing up a man of God in prayer, bearing fruit in old age. When, even if you're old today, I want you to know if you're alive, God's not done with you. There is work God has for you. Hallelujah. God wants to cause you to be flourishing. Flourishing. Your roots send down and you are fruit beginning to come. When you are planted by the Lord, your mouths are filled with His praise. You're always praising God. Psalm 92.15 says like this. Proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock. You know there's a testimony on your mouth. There's a testimony. Many times when we go to places we ask people. Would you like to testify something? People are struggling to testify about God's goodness. But I want you to know every day God's goodness is upon your life. If you are a child of God planted by God. There's a testimony. There is something you want to testify to God, about God. You want to tell others about what God has done in your life. Maybe he's just given you another day to praise him. Now, you know, the, the, the Bible says, His praise shall ever be on my lips. Planted of God, is his praise ever on your lips? 
If not, I want you to begin to praise Him. I want you to praise Him for life. I want to praise you for health. I want to praise Him for provision. I want you to praise Him for salvation. I want you to praise Him for an opportunity to tell others about Him. I want you to praise Him for, for everything, for life and godliness He has given you. An overcoming life. Oh, you have a great opportunity to praise Him. When you are, when you are planted by God, your mouth is full of praise. When you are planted by God, not only are you full of praise, you have a message for a dying world. The Bible says, Psalm 92.15 says, Proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock. Not only do you have encouragement for the church, you have the gospel for a dying world. When you are planted by the Lord, you will tell others about Jesus. When you are planted by the Lord, there is something inside of you that wants to tell others about God. You know, there are many, many people that are planted by God, but are not healthy today as plants. They are plants that are surviving. They are planted by the Lord, but not planted in the courts of God. They are planted by God, but not sending their roots deep. Why? Because their life has been influenced, not by the word of God, in place of the word, they have been influenced by weeds. The Bible says that not everybody planted in the house of God are planted by God. The Bible says there are weeds. There are weeds in the house of God. Matthew's gospel chapter 13 verse 24 to 30. I want to read this portion. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while the men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and they left. So God... Uh, he's sowing good seed in the field. And the Bible says that while his men were sleeping, while God's men were sleeping, God's leaders were sleeping, the enemy came and sowed some weeds among the good seed, among the wheat. Which means in the house of God, in the church of God, that there can be people who come in planted by the devil when the men of God don't speak the truth of God. When the leaders of God don't walk in the obedience and holiness of God. There can be people that come and they, they, they are weeds among the wheat, the Bible says. And when the wheat sprouted, there the weeds also became evident. Which means the result of the weeds became evident when the wheat sprouted. Many times we surround ourselves with people that don't walk with God, not godly. They're sent by the enemy in the house of God. And when they are sent by the enemy in the house of God, we don't know the result, the full result of the weed until the wheat sprouts. And we see that the fruit is lacking or the fruit is less. Many times in our life, fruit is less because we have been allowing the weeds to influence our life. And the angels of the Lord come and ask the Lord, oh, who's done this? And God tells them, an enemy has done this. And they say, shall we go and gather the weed up? And God says, don't gather the weed up now. Because if you gather the weed up, you're going to have to gather them from God's field. And there are some wheat that have yet not produced fruit. And you might gather them up also. You know why God has not sent his judgment till now? He's waiting for you and me to produce fruit. But many of us are not planted in the courts. We are planted in the shade or planted elsewhere where we don't have sunlight. We are planted in places where we are not away from the water. We are not listening to God's word. Many of us come to church... But we don't hear God's word. During God's word, we are busy doing other things. We are busy making a call or contacting people or checking 
social media. Some people are, are busy, you know, doing other things. Instead of listening to God's word, instead of worshipping God, instead of being established in God's word. I want you to know God wants you to be planted. These weeds become evident only when the good seed produces fruit. And God says, in Luke's gospel 6.43, he says, There's no good tree that bears bad fruit. And no bad tree that bears good fruit. But there are good trees that can be sick and surrounded by weeds that they don't allow a good tree to bear sufficient good fruit. Who are you surrounding your life with today? Who are you surrounding? Your life will be known by your fruits. The enemy, the weeds, their life will be known by their fruits too. Are the people around your life speaking wicked things? Are they living a life of hypocrisy? Naming the name of Christ but denying His power? Are, are, are you spending time gossiping? Are you spending time bickering, backbiting, complaining? You know something about the people that are planted by God in the courts of God. Even when the storm comes, they know it is not the other people that keeps them standing all the time. It is the presence of God. When difficult times come, are we bitter? Are we backbiting? Are we slandering? Is there confusion in our life? Is there spiritual lethargy? Is there ungodliness? Is there lusts that take place? Simon the sorcerer was a weed. The Bible says he got saved. He had tremendous magical powers. And then one day he got saved. When he got saved, he saw Peter laying hands on, on people. And they're getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Simon the sorcerer thought in his heart, even I want this power. And he offered, you know, Theo said, give me this power that I can give you money that you can give me this power. I want you to know there are weeds in the house of God that they may be walking with the apostles sometimes. The enemy might be planting them. They may be walking with the leaders in the house of God. They may be walking and I want you to know, how will you know who this weed is? You will know them by their fruit. You will know them by their fruit because they can act holy for some time. They can look holy, they can behave holy, all of that. But one day, they will be known for who they are. They will produce fruit of ungodliness. Who are these weeds? Weeds have these few characteristics in common. They grow aggressively. You plant them, boom, they just start growing. They in fact are faster in their growth than many of the fruitful plants. They reproduce and they multiply and they produce their seed by the thousands. What happens is that they spread out. And they rob the moisture that a tree that's planted by the water is supposed to get. They surround you and they draw what was supposed to feed you. They prevent you from having the water you were supposed to have. They prevent you from having the nutrition that you were supposed to have. Who are you surrounding yourself with today? Or rather, are you isolating yourself away from the water? Are you a planting of the Lord that is surrounded by weeds? Are you a planting of the Lord that is isolated from the water? Are you a planting of the Lord that has not received the word of God from your time with God, from your quiet time? Are you a planting of the Lord that is not getting sunshine? Are you a planting of the Lord that is not bearing fruit, that the enemy is stealing from you? These weeds, they come into your life. They are there to feed off the provision that God has in the house of God. They are in the house. But they're not off the house. They don't belong to God. They belong to the enemy. But they're in the house. The book of Jude talks about it. He says, people that have secretly crawled into your love feast. Teaching you to live licentious lives. Teaching you, telling you, no, it's okay. God loves the sinner. 
and you must accommodate the sin. No, that is not from God. That is a weed of the enemy that is teaching it. Do you know that there are pastors today in churches that are planted by the enemies? They are weeds. They won't teach you. They will say, love the sinner and let's be okay with the sin. It's okay. No problem. God loves the sinner. Let's, you know, just accommodate everything because God loves the sinner. I want you to know those leaders are weeds. The Bible says there are Bible teachers who are weeds. Jude, the book of Jude says that. They come in among you and they teach you. They are clouds without water, double dead. They are weeds that are destroying the life of the people of God. These weeds, they don't carry the intentions of God. They don't carry the good nature of God. They don't carry the life of God. They're stealing from the will of God. They have nothing to do with the work of God. The weed is different from the wheat. Because the weed does not produce fruit. The weed does not produce fruit. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. The Spirit says in the last days that some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits of demons. They were listening to God. Now they're listening to demons. Weeds are seeds sown by the enemy. There are people that at one time were listening to God. They were planted by God. Then now they are transplanted by the enemy. They backslid, they walked away. And the enemy is now using them. To teach doctrines of demons. And I want you to know Jesus said. He told the Pharisees. You are of the father. You are the devil. Because he has been a liar. And the father of all lies. Today. You may be a Christian leader. I don't know who is listening to me today. You may be a Christian leader. But you are causing division in the churches. If you are a Christian leader. One of the qualifications of a pastor. The Bible says. In the book of Timothy, he says, one of the qualifi- and Titus, he says, one of the qualifications of a pastor must not be quarrelsome. If you are a Christian leader and you are quarrelsome, you are a weed planted in the house of God. Repent today, says the Lord. Repent that you might be planted by God. Turn away from the wicked ways. If you are a pastor who has been teaching doctrine which is not of God's word so that you can have a fan following, repent, says the Lord. You have just become a weed planted by the enemy. If you've been somebody that has been causing divisions, today God is saying, that is not of me. If you love me, bear fruit. Keep my commandments, says the Lord. Today I want to ask you, whose voice are you listening to? Whose voice are you listening to? Are you listening to the voice of God? Are you listening to the word of God? Or are you listening to the voice of the devil? The weeds, they listen to the voice of the enemy. They will surround the wheat. In fact, they say that a plant, when they are surrounded by weeds, up to 50% of their fruit can decrease. The enemy wants to steal the fruit you are supposed to produce. You are not bearing fruit. Are you, are you living a life that is not bearing fruit because the weeds are stealing? The complaining people around you are stealing your joy. Are you not bearing fruit because the wickedness that's a, the, the, that, that is being done, encouraged by people around you, is making you also sin? Repent, says the Lord. Whose voice are you listening to? God is calling you, be a tree that is planted by the water in the courts of God. Don't be planted elsewhere where there is no sunshine, where there is no water. Be planted in the courts of God. That in every season of your life, you will be bearing fruit. The Bible says there is a judgment upon these weeds. Matthew 13, 46 says like this. 
God says tells the angels you keep them cut them and keep them for the last days there they will be thrown into the eternal fire they will be cast out i want you to know the end of the weed uh, the end of the weed is that they will be cast out into eternal fire um verse 30 somewhere there towards that last part uh, it says they will be cut off and they will be thrown into an eternal fire don't be the weed of the enemy because they are reserved for the fire eternal punishment but god is saying i want you to be a tree that's planted by the waters you know the weeds can influence a church and the church can be a church under the power power of that weed the loudest in church was like that they said we can see but god said you are blind they said we are well fed but god said you are hungry they said we are well clothed but god said you are naked because the loudest in church they were surrounded by weeds their life was filled with wickedness all they wanted was a comfortable happy comfortable life god is saying today i'm calling you not for comfort i'm calling you to obey my commandments that you will be a tree that's planted by the waters you will live where god wants you to live you will do what god wants you to do you will speak what god wants you to speak you will encourage the people god wants you to encourage you will give when god wants you to give you will pray for those god wants you to pray you will declare the word of god to those who god wants you to declare you will testify the goodness of god to those that god wants you to testify today come right back every eye close to the presence of god i want to be unmovable unshakable let my roots go down deep unmovable unshakable in you i want to be unmovable unshakable let my roots go down deep make that your prayer unmovable unshakable in you planted by god i want to be unmovable unshakable let my roots go down deep sending your roots unmovable unshakable in you Make that your prayer right now. I want to be unmovable, unshakable. Let my roots go down deep. Unmovable, unshakable in you. And I want to be like a tree. Let it bear its fruit of leaves.
unshakable in you. I wanna be unmovable, unshakable. So let my roots go down deep. I wanna be unmovable, unshakable in you. Even as the singing, to just receive an anointing from God right now. That you might be unmovable. Lord, I pray for your people that they will be unmovable, Lord. Unshakable, God, in you. Oh, Lord, may your people be unshakable. Lord, we want to set our roots down deep into the Word of God. Into the anointing of God. Lord, that we might be associated with people that fear the Lord. That we might be people that fear the Lord. Unmovable, unshakable, God. Release your glorious anointing upon them, O God. Release your glorious anointing upon them, O God. Release. Lord, we rebuke every power of the enemy. Every weed that has been surrounding you. Repent right now. Turn away from their influence. Walk away from their influence. That you will receive from the anointing of God. That you will receive from the word of God. That you will surround yourself with the godly people. Hallelujah. mighty name we pray that we will live the rest of our lives unmovable unshakable that you gave us beauty for ashes and oil of joy for mourning a garment of praise into the spirit of heaviness that we might be trees the planting of the Lord oaks of righteousness that you might be glorified and father for the rest of our days it is our prayer that you might be glorified glory and honor. In Jesus mighty, mighty, mighty name we pray. Amen and amen and amen, amen. God bless you planting of the Lord. Have a wonderful week ahead. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wscc.in